Welcome to the Juxtaposition. Here on this podcast, we're going to talk about real life struggles and experiences growing up in this world as young adults, with Christ being our foundation. So get ready to laugh, cry, scream, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the Juxtaposition. This is episode eight. I'm your host, Nana, alongside my special guest today, Solomon. <laughs> Michael. Enoch. Before we start, let me say this. Before we start, it was my guy's birthday yesterday. Jermaine in the background. Everyone give it up for Jermaine. Big up, Jermaine. Make a big 22. Big birthday. Finally. Happy birthday. You know, so today, you know, it's all guys. Special. No girls this week. The girls will have their own episode later on, but it's the men's house today. So guys, let's get into some little talk, you know. NBA just went by. What's your thoughts on that? I'm a bit salty. My team lost in the oh. finals, so you know. nation, baby. Hopefully, to redeem ourselves, NBA is coming back for sure before Christmas. So that's okay. great oh, news. In a few weeks, in a few weeks. You see my photo when I said, um, "Sorry, I'm talking, I'm talking to my guys." Over here. You see my photo? Um, I put um, what's it called? I put the me waiting for basketball. Like, you, oh yeah, yeah, I seen that. I seen I'm that. Waiting, that was mad man. funny. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm so, waiting. so you're a Lakers fan? No. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's, you're a Heat fan. Yeah, I'm a Heat fan. What? Bro, oh, yeah. No, because no, I, I didn't know he was a Heat fan. I know you're bro, a Heat fan. I didn't know inter- he was. Our internet is hashtag Heat Nation. Okay. Even this house okay. is Heat Nation right now. Talking talk, talk <laughs> to Mike for me. Just don't bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I, was, I was feeling um, I was disappointed with Toronto because they they went the distance. Yeah. But I just feel they did. They're they're too mature to do a lot of the screw ups they did to lose to Boston. So that that to Toronto, they let me down, but I was impressed with Jimmy Butler. I take him serious now yeah, because he carried his team to the finals. He's a dog. And uh, shout out to LeBron because now he evened up the Lakers and Celtics with the championships. Mm. Mm. Big, so big, big, that was big. Big shout out. Big shout. I was gonna be the first one to ride on LeBron <laughs> if he went to the Lakers and yeah. didn't at least win one, one for them. Yeah, you feel I me? Mean? So after this, I don't think LeBron owes anybody nothing after this. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I like the fact that now the Lakers are are neck and neck with the yeah. Celtics. Mm. Uh, you, sorry, crazy. before you go, you know, do you look at this championship like uh, Mickey Mouse ring, like they say, like not serious? They don't count this ring, nah, I guess. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, Every, everyone I, had the opportunity. I, I count it, but you know, the purest, the purest in me is gonna be like, yeah, you have to run the full eighty-two. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if a championship's on the table, yeah. you got to take it. Because like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. the Raptors went back to back again, I'll be yeah. celebrating just as hard. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not going to asterisk him up because he has others before. Mm-hmm. You know, It's just that they're under contract. The league yeah, said, yo, yeah, you have yeah. to reach and play. So if there's something on the table, you might as well win. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And everyone was given the same opportunity. So it's yeah, not a key advantage. advantage so. Quick question. Who was like... The apart from the, the the finalists, who impressed you in the bubble? Jamal Murray. Yeah, Murray. That's Murray shows. He's me. fun. He's fun to watch. That's a good answer. Like Murray I can sit there me. and watch him play mm. and just score buckets. Mm. So that's a good answer. My youngin showed me some. Who? Uh, Tyler Harold, bro. Yeah, he showed me some. <laughs> did they get the awards out yet? That's a good question. They I did. don't even know. Did they? they did? I think they did. They did. Yeah. What did yeah. he get? I don't think he got anything. Oh. oh, oh, like in terms of rook off rookie first yeah, team. defensive yeah. player. Uh, he maybe got second team because he was injured, right? Oh, during the okay, season. Okay, okay. So the bubble was kind of like his coming out party. 
Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe Devin Booker because they went eight and zero. Oh, I mm. forgot about eight him. and zero. Yeah, yeah that so, boy's a problem. Someone needs to take. They need. They need to, they need to take him off that team. You know what? You know what's more exciting next week off season. Oh, oh, the the news that's gonna be coming through our phones. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm happy. <laughs> Westbrook crying. One out of Houston, bro. He's not gonna do good anywhere else, bro. He's. he's hey. I'm sorry, yo. I'm a hard. <laughs> I'm a hard Westbrook. Yeah, like his. his Hater, yeah, I'm sorry. I it agree. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah, we can go on and on about basketball, but today we're gonna talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. So, want to ask you guys? Want to ask you guys? Are all you guys in a relationship, and if so, how long? Hey. Sorry, if so, how long? I'm sorry. I mean, hey, these if questions. You're a, if you're in a situation, if you're in a situation, like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> hey, man, you can even oil the engine or something like man. just yes. boom. So, if you're in a relationship, please state your case. And how long has it been? Let's go with Enoch first. You know. Oh, okay. And then I'll go, and then yeah, Mr. So, Michael will go last. So I'm I'm starting. Yeah, you starting, bro. Go by seniority here. <laughs> so yes, I am. Uh, I am in a relationship. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, okay, okay. Celebrate it. Okay. Uh, no names, no government names. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I am in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for two years so far, going on three. Okay. Uh, in, Big up. In June next year. Big so up. Going on yeah. three years? Yeah. Already? Yeah. My, my second anniversary was June. Hey. Oh, wow. Big, big, Damn, big, big, that one went fast. Yeah, it does go by fast. <laughs> So it goes by. It's been good. It's been it's fun. been good though. It's been good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's nice. good. I'm looking for the next step. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, <laughs> next step. I like how you plugged that in. <laughs> um. Yeah. Me. Oh, oh. Okay. I thought I was going this way, but it's okay. I said seniority. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm. I guess sort of newly wed. A year now. Congratulations. Change. So. Made it past the first year. They say the first year is the hardest, right? So, do you think uh, it was the hardest? Yeah, it was hard, man. This mm, is interesting. Something I've never dealt with. Something new, right? Mm-hmm. So, it was hard, but we prevailed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just um, continuing, um, building on it, right, mm-hmm. and overcoming anything that comes at us, right? But it was great. It was great. Um, it is great. I shouldn't say it was. <laughs> it's great. Um, we were dating. For a few years before mm-hmm. we got married, so mm-hmm. um, it's much different from In before marriage. we were married oh. to now marriage. Um, but it's fun. I love it. It's mm-hmm. fun. I love. I love getting her upset. So <laughs> it's fun. And it's only gonna get greater. Yes, let's hope so. I mean, I've been married twelve years. Damn. Damn. Yeah. OG. <laughs> OG. OG Mike. So stat line: twelve years, three, three kids. <laughs> 12 years, three kids, a boy, girl, boy. Damn. And yeah, it's been, I learned a lot. Like, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first got married, I'm like, yo, once I'm like 10 years in the game, I'm going to become some marriage guru and tell everybody about marriage and like try to school it. Yo, the longer I'm married, the more I need to learn. Damn. Seriously, about myself yeah. and about my partner. Seriously. So I don't yeah. even feel, because you know, sometimes people get married and they want to come down and say, yo, mm-hmm. put everybody on game. I'm not mm-hmm. putting nobody on no game. I have enough mm. to learn. 
know what I'm saying? saying you have to experience it yourself, basically. Yeah, like there's general things you could tell people, but mm. some people sort of use their marriage as like a, a soapbox to talk down to other people that are not mm. married or haven't been married long enough. Mm-hmm. But now nah, every year I realize that, you know what? You know, if I don't maintain this thing, yeah. I could lose this thing. I and agree. this thing is also keeping me. I mm. agree. You know I agree. Because just quickly, like I know, you know, but quickly, like, you know, because you have, you know, you have a wife, you have a kid, yeah. you're not, you can't be on a road any, any time. Yep. So yep. marriage, I mean, but I used to be the man that run road, you know, <laughs> be coming from Scarborough four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see a lot of the stuff that happened in the streets, it's usually at the witching hour that, yeah. that late and be, because I have wife and kids, I have to put my kids to bed, I have to be in my yard. Yeah. So I think my marriage has kept me alive. Mm, you know, that's good. It's a good way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, just on that one principle yeah, yeah, that yeah, I can't yeah. be out on the street because I have yeah. responsibility. I have to yeah. get up for work and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So definitely enjoyed it. You know, mm. encourage Solomon because he's gonna be. He's gonna be. You know, you're gonna kill. You're gonna be like. I see it now, bro. Thirty <laughs> years, you know, easily. <laughs> and it's gonna know? buy quick. Yeah, but just enjoy yeah, it, enjoy and it. you know, it's it, you're ready for it. Thank you, man. You know, you're ready for it. So it, it you know, do your thing, man. God's with you. It's gonna be, it's be successful. You love your kids, and you love your woman. You're gonna be good. What about that. me? <laughs> <laughs> when you invite me to the ceremony and I party at the reception, <laughs> nah, Enoch, you know you're good. You're yeah, good. You're good. You're good. Talk, yeah, talk. you're ready, man. You guys are all ready for it. The thing is, I don't like to pressure people. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. you know, a lot of times we have family, parents, and they want to like. So when are you gonna get married? So yeah. Yep. Get married. Yep. Don't. Don't do that. You yeah. know, when you're ready, because you're you ready. want it, you want the quality of it to be good, and you don't want to be like you don't want to be living somebody else's this choice. You mm. know what I'm saying? And you're like, that's Yo, what I, you don't want to do. Yeah, mm. and you're saying, you know what? I should have waited yeah. four more years yep. and get a few things settled yeah. before I, I made this jump. So yeah, you know, but these these guys, you guys are ready. You guys have my blessing when you're ready. You know, you have my blessing sorry, Enoch, <laughs> when you're ready. But I'm not gonna be like Enoch okay, by the end of the year. You know, no, 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 it's not about that. Yeah. It's not about that. Damn, as long bro. as you, like you said, you can't force a man, but you could encourage them, right? You could Absolutely. build them up. You could just continue to say, yo, you got this. You could do this, man. If I could do it, you could do it. Exactly. Right? So as long as you find the right person, mm-hmm. ready to grow with the person in God with, you got it, man. Yo, what about you, man? <laughs> well, I'm single. Try like a- <laughs> I'm single like a $2 bill, you know? <laughs> Or they say a one dollar bill, I guess. Yeah. Dropping his DM. <laughs> no one yeah. dropping my DM. But um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, wow. What was I gonna say? So the first question is, since you guys talk about where you're at in your in your life right now, mm-hmm. let's talk about how you stayed. Uh, how should I say? What was your purity like before you got into a relationship? In your younger I'll days. F- I, I guess I'll go first, man. So I I was a bad boy, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to front, man. I was in the streets, like uh, my buddy would say to my left. Like, it was, you know, it was a time in my life where that was the norm, right? What's, what culture tells you to do. The world says, yeah, talk to so many people, get as many people as you can. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all you, right? And... Sadly enough, I listened to that. I condoned my life to that. And um, it was good in the sense where 
if that didn't happen, I don't think I'll be here today. Mm. Bad in the sense where I felt like I was wasting a lot of people's time, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot of relationships I hurt that I truly regret um, for it to happen, but um, it is what it is. And I, I just pray that someday, somehow, like, you know, you, they could, you know, forgive and forget right but um mm. i definitely wish you know i could have um if i knew the things i knew now like in my spiritual walk like the way i've matured in christ there's a lot of things i would have done different but again if that didn't happen i don't think i'll be hot for god too mm. so it's it's a double-edged sword or it's you know so, so you don't change anything i i, I don't know i think i would change stuff but okay I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Because some people would say. say they won't change anything because it made them who they are. You know? Yeah. But I don't really like that, I, to be honest. But. I, I like my experience where I could spit some game to the young generation. Uh -huh. Don't waste your time, uh -huh. you know, chasing all these bunch of girls because mm -hmm. it's going to come back and yeah. you're not going to like it, right? Uh -huh. Take the time. Enjoy singleness. Find the right one. Um... Because at the end of the day, we're here to glorify God, yeah. right? And marriage is an absolutely uh, treasure to God's name, yeah. right? And um, for us to be obedient to him, like, that's number one, right? Yeah. I think there's so many things that are tied to all these different angles of being with so-and-so and, -so and sleeping with that person, that person. You don't know what it's going to do to your spiritual life yeah. in the future, right? So um, if I knew this stuff when I was young, I would have you know made yeah. some better decisions i don't know if i would you know be perfect i i don't think i'll ever be perfect but mm -hmm. i would progress way better than mm. what i did in my past mm. yeah um i don't I, I never had a relationship before the one I'm in now, so mm. I, I can't so, really talk so about it. So you're trying to do one and done. That's <laughs> yeah. That's not one a bad done, thing, brother. That's, that's not what a bad is. thing. It's a, good, um, it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. But uh, in terms of how I related with um, the opposite sex, mm -hmm. um, I, it, began, it didn't come from like an uh, external like peer pressure or a friend group. It came mm -hmm. from just my natural nature. Mm -hmm. uh, I was naturally like a lover boy. Like I love mm. the R and B songs, the the anything to do with love, I was mm. involved with because I aspired to have that type yeah. of love one day, yeah. um, to have a wife, to have a girlfriend. Mm. But I guess just my sinful nature kind of perverted that desire, and the way I perceived women, the way I approached them, the way I related to them, especially as a young kid. Like I became a Christian when I was fifteen, mm -hmm. um, but as a young kid, I was just naturally just perverted. Uh, mm. Maybe things I can't say on this podcast, but this podcast but, is open, no, 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 honest, no, and transparent. The, the man's, it's, the man's how giving, you feel. Hey, how he's, you give, feel. he's not, he's giving his government name. He's not giving it to. Do I have to, you know? Protect something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. right but yeah, it, yeah. just in terms of how I related to them, I was just very um, perverted. Okay. Um, how I approached them, I was, uh, I would feel up girls. I would just do things that weren't um, acting, like, acting like a gentleman, right? Because one, I wanted that I wanted that relation, I wanted that type of desire from a woman, but I felt the best way I could get it was to take it for myself, yeah. right? Was to be touchy-feely, to be inappropriate, to do all those things that are unbecoming of someone like me now. Mm -hmm. um, but that came from a perverted desire that kind of um, just came from just wanting to be loved, 
but I acted it out in a sinful way. Mm. So um, that was my struggle with trying to remain pure. It was yeah. um, looking to be loved, but just attacking it in the wrong way. I'm sorry, I have a question. Um, do you think the insecurity of your disability yeah. made you... Absolutely, absolutely. Because I... I'm sorry, I, you could tell the people what disability Oh, yeah, yeah. So have. I have a disability which is known as brachial plexus palsy. I'll mm-hmm. say it again, brachial plexus palsy. Yeah, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I, got, I, had, I had it from birth. And uh, even as a young kid, I didn't really notice it up until, mm-hmm. you know, I started getting to my older elementary, middle school years. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin to kind of see that insecurity or you begin to see people notice that mm-hmm. in you. And that kind of also fueled that desire because you're thinking that you're not going to be desirable to a, a woman. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're looking at all these guys or these people that are desired. They look a certain way. Um, their bodies are a certain way. And yes, I can try to mask it as much as possible, but the shirt can only fit so yeah, so much, yeah, right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can only do so much to cover it up or um, to compensate. So believing that, believing that, yes, I'm not going to be desired because of my disability and just other, other reasons. Maybe I didn't feel I was handsome or um, someone would actually desire me. I began to kind of um, try to do those things that I was doing mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike? So before um, I got into, like, before I got married, I was, like, all over the place, man. There was, like, I guess there was two stages the first stage was like my high school days where I was just trying to smash as many girls as possible, but I wasn't smashing nothing because I was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that was the, the man, it was like, yo, let's smash all these girls. But it's like, at the time I was broke. I was living mm-hmm. in the heart of Driftwood. I didn't have nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if I got a girl's number, she's like, come over. I had no bus fare to go there. Mm-hmm. Like I was that broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had nothing. So... The mandate was just like try to see as much, try to get as much girls as possible. You know, you want the term at the time we use it was that is this girl fit or not? Mm-hmm. You know, and we, my buddies and I actually developed a formula on how to get girls. Like which girls we're gonna prey on, yeah. and I'll share a little bit of it with you. Okay, right? I'm gonna tell you guys the truth. It's like what I've noticed, and this is encouragement to all fathers and parents, is that. I noticed that the girls that were easier to get were the girls that lived in single parent households. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? God, girls I didn't even see that like that. Yeah. yeah. Like we, the girls that are single parent was easier. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the girls that had both parents, but the girls that had both parents out there are harder mm. to like draw. You know? That's a good point. I'm not gonna I lie did not to you. Bro. That. I, yeah. Wow. And I used and and it even bordered bordered on witchcraft because, you know, in the sense that like I used to study like the zodiac and ask a girl what her sign was, sign was and then mm-hmm. study that sign and mm-hmm. try to like you know play on play that sign that. you know but i wasn't like i wasn't like out there like running through all these women it's just mm-hmm. those are the tactics i used to use because mm-hmm. i was just a mega simp where mm-hmm. my thing was <laughs> no i was it was like run with the run with the man them from the block right who whether sold drugs or did whatever but our mandate was we get together and tell our war stories of girls that we're trying to smash yeah. or girls that we're trying to get or girls that we got. Yeah. And it was just a very like low-level lifestyle in high school. Mm. Now, I transitioned when I got, uh, when I was more involved in church as a younger adult. And 
I wasn't really considering marriage, but I was just like in church worshiping God. But on the side, I'm like, yo, that girl in the front that's worshiping, I'm gonna try to smash that after worship. Mm. Like, you know, and I never really put two and two together. Like, hey, you're doing unrighteousness in a righteous <laughs> environment. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but later on, God will convict me about yeah, all of this, but I'm yeah, just keeping yeah, it a buck with you. Yeah, I'll come to yeah. church and worship and praise, but I'm like, yo, that girl over there. <laughs> that was me, right? I think that was all of us, bro. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling my story. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so before, yeah, I was, and I was just living for myself, um, you know, going to house parties. I remember one time I went to Malvern. Um, you went to Vern? Yeah. Em- <laughs> I was down in Empringham at some random guy's house party. And some dude that I went to, um, I went to church camp with. I was there with my cousins. Mm-hmm. And some dude, because that, that down there was popping at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, really violent, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't care. I just was living for the moment. Like, yeah. hey, whatever parties there, we're going to go. And we're going to try to smash as much girls as possible. Like, that was, that was me. And I was there with my cousins. And it's like, a man that I went to church camp with came to me in the middle of the party. It's like, yo, the man and are going to make a move on you. You guys should leave the party. Wow. And like, we found a little window in the party and we bounced. Because mm. at the time, man, and were getting shot, stabbed. Like, yeah. you know, Malvern was very hot at the time, right? But that's what I was doing before I actually like got saved. I was just living for myself and I wasn't settling mm. and I was always trying to find an angle, yeah. you know, on, on women and, you know, looking back on it. So as a father now who has a daughter, you know, I remember that. And now I see why, you know, on those movies, whenever the guy's coming over to date the daughter yeah, and the father. So I'm like, because yeah, uh, yeah, now, now I get the joke. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know how that young man used to think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me. that That's a good point. So, like, with all that being said, like, what was the process, like, dating when you did, when you guys got the chance for someone? Uh, Well, growing up in the hood, I never dated, like, formally. Like, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to, like, have you know, a meal or whatnot. It yeah, was yeah. none of that. It was more so like, you know, you meet a girl, you talk to her, and you see how fast you could smash. Yeah. There was not there was nothing about dating or nothing yeah. like that. That was the formula. Yeah. That and for was, me, mm-hmm. like just to piggyback off of you, like the whole broke part, yeah. When we were broke, that was the formula. Like just try to find who you could find and try to smash, right? It's only when man started getting money and, you know, got their own whip, got their license. Where you'll try to take them to Jack Astor's or Boston Pizza, you know, or a little movie, and then mm-hmm. hoping that you know you got lucky after, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, I I could say with one hand, I've probably been in like a few serious relationships, mm-hmm. like really serious. I like yo, you're my girl, and we're mm-hmm. exclusive, right? But the rest is just I was running wild, free, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to them, they thought. We're in a relationship, but in my eyes, I wasn't right. So like you were just putting on the front to like yeah yeah anything to get to, you know to get mm. to the end goal yeah make him, sad, yeah yeah make him think you're you which make him think you're your I man. feel bad till this like I regret it right so it's mm. like it's it's not it's not good man it's not it's and not and, good. and those ones like you when you know you're wasting someone's time too. yeah mm-hmm. right like you know consciously yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and it's like it just causes the person trauma and a lot of hurt. In the long run, but yeah, that's that's tough. Knowing that is like just knowing that you wouldn't want your daughter to go through that or your sister. And to I go always think that, that way, like, like on, even I'm especially like, now in life, like when I'm talking to guys that talk this talk, man, and 
There's some guys that even have kids and still talk this talk. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know yeah. what I grown mean? Men too. Grown, grown men, men that are mm. married. And yeah. When I say, man, like your daughter's gonna get old one day, man, and she's gonna see all this, right? So, is this the example you want to set on her, right? Yeah, so exactly. Sometimes they will, they'll embrace what they see. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. yes, you don't want your daughter to be treated like that, but you're setting the example. It's exactly. And that's all they have. So when you see some buster. <laughs> that don't allow the word uh if you see some guy that is um i guess low class or low level that's yeah. not what you want for your daughter exactly she's gonna accept that because that's what you've been portraying yeah the entire yeah. time and just just a little bit on fathers right did all you guys have your fathers in your life because uh, i, I want to ask a question I, i'm, that, I'm half and half so okay. i had my father in my life until i was 11 years old Okay. And then he divorced my mom. Okay. So I'm 26 now. So I've been without my dad longer than I've been with him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, my parents were never married and mm. they never lived together in the same house. But mm. I knew who my father was. I grew up with my father for like, I think a good seven years. Mm. But my teenage years was spent living with my moms alone. My mom's mm. and my sister. So I never really like had that father figure. Like in the house to like mm, check mm. me and say, hey, you know, where you going? Where coming coming mm. home four in the morning? Mm. It was like I was the Free man fraud, at a very yeah. young age, and yeah, and I never had no one to even give me game to say, hey, I wasn't even like a gentleman to woman. It was like, mm. hey, you know, the guy calling the girl from across the street kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so I didn't even had no one to put me on game like that. I had to learn everything backwards. Mm. You know, it was kind of weird, but yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm a dig div, but. Yeah, for me, I had both parents in my life, but um, I would say my dad was a bit absent uh, in terms of parenting us. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys don't know, this is my brother. Um, if YouTube doesn't know, this is my brother, right? So, um, yeah, um, he was absent in the sense where he wasn't playing that fatherly role when it was that crucial time in my life, right? Sorry, yeah, when can I, was, I interject? I, I feel like... He was there physically, but not yeah. mentally there. Yeah, that's absence yeah. in that sense, right? Yeah. He was there, but he was absent, right? So where I needed him the most, my adolescent years, I didn't get that uh, person or that father figure to spit game. I, I relied on, like, you know, other leaders in the community mm -hmm. or the OGs and yeah. things like that. Like, I would rely on them. But to say that my father was there, no. But um, to... You just gave me a thought when you were saying um, you were ruthless to the, the girls and stuff. And my, and the flip side for me, because um, my mom was yearning for that, I guess, uh, uh, marital love mm -hmm. um, from my father, and you could see that hurt. Um, with me, when I talk to girls, I really um, always emphasize on the fact that I'm not a jerk. I'm not a dirtbag. Even though... You and I may not have something long term. I won't diss you. I won't. I'll respect you. Like right. you could call me up. We're friends. Blah blah. I won't. You know, call you. I the term B I T C H. I never use it on a woman. Mm. The term hoe. I never use. It. I don't like those words. Mm -hmm. Right. I I literally tried to treat you with respect because I know how my mom went through this. You know, life and it wasn't easy. Right. So I try not to give that um, aura. To other oh, people yeah. it's it's not it's not me so yeah that's one thing i learned just being around my mom mm. just to treat women with that respect, respect even though i wasn't really given that respect right. physically but uh emotionally i just tried to you know be more of a friend 
and the reason why I ask you guys if your father's in your life, I, I also want to say, how did that affect your guys' relationship um, without, because you didn't have that male figure in your life? Do you think it would have been different if the man, if your father was there, like 100%? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Mike said, like, I have to remember it, Mike's his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with Mike, what Mike said, um, that if we had our father figure to spit game, like, mm-hmm. sit us down, talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Why? Don't just tell me don't have sex, go to school. Right. That's so cliche. Like, yeah. I hate that <laughs> uh, advice. Like, yeah. tell me right. why. Right. Yeah. Tell me, you know, what's in the world. Yeah. Especially for a, and tell a us, Christian And tell standpoint. us that it's good. Yeah. Yes. Like, don't tell us, like, you know, because you go to school, they give you all these... Um, Sex ed, and it's like, oh, you're gonna get syphilis. Look yeah. at this picture. Look at the bumps. Look at the bumps. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh okay, but they don't tell you like, yo, it's good though. It feels amazing. Yeah. Right. But then you know, give us the bad with the good. Exactly. Yeah. And there's yeah, the thing is, there is no game. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like as far share your experiences with me. Yeah. Tell me failures and failure. Yeah. yeah. As black men, this is one thing. Like I had against a lot of my older men in my circle like uncle's father everything they never really spoke about their failings mm-hmm. they never told the bad side of the story like yo i took an l here mm-hmm. or this is why i took an l this mm-hmm. is why you shouldn't have sex because mm-hmm. now i'm paying four child supports or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. you know tell me about the l's mm-hmm. and i would have woke up but they never really shared the l they just talk about the victories oh remember what time i went down there i got you i got two girls yeah and based on that i feel like we we were taught like bad habits like the kid will come into the party. How many girlfriends do you got? You got two girlfriends? Like, no, we should start teaching our kids that it's okay to have one mm-hmm. instead right. of, like, try to use these, I don't know, these pep talk to these kids. And they take it serious. Like, oh, I have two girls. I have three girlfriends in school. Like, I don't think that's right. But I think uh, the if you to answer your question specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, the it would be good for us to have our fathers in our home, but it's to model things from a biblical perspective. 100%. Right? So you guys talked about, Solomon, you talked about your dad, right? He was absent. Yes, he's physically present there, but he's absent. He's absent yeah. Right? And not not even, he's not available to give you that spiritual insight that you need to direct you. Mm. Biblically, especially when we look at Proverbs, you see that dynamic between a father and a son giving that instruction to mm. his child. Um, but that's what we kind of needed. Yes, I would I would want my dad around because there are so many practical benefits to having mm. my father actively involved in the house. But if he's not providing that spiritual direction, all the stuff that we're supposed to make meaning of, marriage, sex, relationships, mm. all the things we're supposed to make me- meaning of um, to become men, we don't get the proper foundation for that. Because you can tell me, yeah, sex is good. You can give me that stuff, but from a bibl- biblical perspective as to why so that important. is. Yeah, because that's where the depth comes. That's where the eternal significance comes in. Because mm-hmm. you're not just looking from a practical family building perspective, but you're looking at a bigger eternal Christ kingdom perspective. Mm. And I think that's what um, we would need if our fathers were to be fully available and to be a part of our lives. Like, and it's funny you said that. Like, Growing up, I learned how to pray by watching and listening to my mom. Right. Imagine my dad or pray my warrior. mom told me how to pray. This right. is how you pray, like, right. you know? These are the things that we should be praying for, things of that nature. Like, again, like that spiritual for side, sure. right? That 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 type of game is what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But we learn, right? Yeah, I just want to interject something quick. Like, 
the model that I got for marriage and what encouraged me to get married was a man of God, my uncle. Uh, while I was living in Jamaica during, I think I was, I want to say, seven to ten mm-hmm. or seven to twelve. Mm-hmm. I forgot. 90, 94 to ninety eight. I was in Jamaica. Right. My dad brought me back down there, and my dad was busy. And he left me at my uncle's house for some time. My uncle was, was a deacon in the church, mm-hmm. you know, three times a week. And he was a very happy man, calm man. He had his kids. He just had his first child and he was newly newly married. Mm-hmm. And there was just something in that household when I was just there. It mm-hmm. just felt complete. Mm-hmm. And they would and we'd have devotion at night. And it just felt proud. And I never had that mm-hmm. before. Because I was usually growing up in a, in, a, in, a, in a single parent environment. And it was just... That, those years had a, a huge impression on me. I had to go to church every Sunday. I had to do work around the house. I saw, you know, I had a little, my little baby cousin, you know, I had to I help raise her. Yeah. And I got, so I got very, um, you know, I got very addicted to like little babies and stuff. And so I grew up in a family, you know. I got, for four years, right? Four years. I got oh. to hold the baby. I got to go with him on business and help people and stuff. Wow. Yeah, so I got a model of a man and that 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 had an imprint on me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It had mm-hmm. a very much, a very heavy imprint on me that when I came back to Canada, even though it died when I went back to the hood, it was always that, that seed you. was already planted. Yeah. For, me know, for me to know that there's some things about this marriage household that's so peaceful. Mm. And that's what I try to recreate for my children, you mm. know, where they could be, come into a home and just feel to feel happy and feel secure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing, that's, that's, a, that's a priceless thing you can give to a child, yeah. is a stable, happy, prayerful, righteous ho- household. Mm. And that's what it is, because family's the, the foundation of society. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the basic building block. Mm-hmm. So if that is corrupted, society will be corrupted. Mm. The wrong foundation won't lead to anything that's gonna last. Mm. I love what you just said, brother. I, I love just it. I feel like it's it's important to come home to a strong family. Yeah. Because yeah. you have your kid for maybe, well, before Corona, you have your kid for maybe during the week for five hours, but the school has right. them right. for like eight to nine, especially if you have a high school mm. kid mm. where they can do anything. anything. So it's like you have to put so much trust into them mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary. The, it's like the world can like raise up your kid. But if you have that strong foundation at home, mm-hmm. then it's a better odds than you not For doing sure. anything, you know? For sure. And that's like you said, like it's going to come to a point where our kids don't want to hang around with us. Right? I have one, right? Ooh. So um, you have to build those impressionable years on them early yeah. mm-hmm. right. and instill good biblical values, instill sure. the spiritual walk, instill um, even the practical side of it, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's be honest. We're living in a times where we have to adapt to so many different things where we weren't, uh, we weren't exposed to this, right? Mm-hmm. Exposed to this when we were young, mm-hmm. right? Um, society is constantly changing, constantly changing. You mm-hmm. just got to... I don't want to say go with the flow, but you have to stand on guard and stand right. on guard on the rock, right. right? And say, you know, at the end of the day, this is what we stand by, right? right? And this is what we follow. Mm-hmm. Despite what you see, what's going out in the world, mm-hmm. this is what we stand by, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to pray that that instills in them and they use it when they're Absolutely. out there mm-hmm. and we're not there, right? Well, guys, why, did, why, why was it like that growing up? Why was it like that the fathers weren't fathers? Because you guys probably... Well, I probably I grew up with so many friends that didn't have the fathers in their house. 
And what do you think was like they just how come the fathers weren't there? And if you did see the fathers, it was kind of rare. Can and I you know? Can I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. It's it's as simple as that. Like yeah. if you don't have the proper uh, perspective on what it means to be a father, you're not going to do a good job at it. Mm. And if you try to do a good job, you're going to lack in some area. Mm. So be, there's so much, I'll say the word headship, there's so much leadership, there's so much responsibility that's placed on the man. If we look at Adam and Eve, right? God says, I'm going to deal with you, Adam. Mm. Yes, Eve's the one. She was participated in the sin. You both ate the, the fruit. But Adam, I'm going to deal with you. Mm. Why? Because you're the leader, mm. right? There's so much spiritual responsibility that's placed on a man that we need to live out and we can't be lax in how we approach it. Because mm. if we become lax, we become, um, we, don't, we don't begin to care, that's, we will actually fall away from our families. Mm. We can either leave the home or we can become absentee. But unless we embrace that spiritual responsibility on what it means to be a father, what it means to model Christ being a father, you're not gonna stand, you're not gonna last long, right? Mm. Yeah. I feel like one other thing too is men of previous generations, they didn't see their children as top priority mm. Mm. in the sense that like, if I have to climb the corporate ladder as opposed to like raise my child, the corporate ladder, I got to get that out because this is a baby. He, he'll be there. I'll be back for him yeah. like 10, 15 years. So I always found that like the men around me that were too busy for their kids were always chasing something. Yeah. They were either trying to like strike it rich or they're always going to parties or they had some hobby or something like that. Yeah. And they're more concerned with that. So it's like, like, cause we were saying earlier, right? We're, we, you know, grew up broke as teenagers. So can you imagine your father, he grew up broke and now he got money, yeah. but he has a youth now, but now he could go to the parties he want to go to. Now he could, he could rent a car for the mm -hmm. weekend and, and, and stunt, you know? And yeah, a lot of men yeah. were doing that. They were just, you know, enjoying the fruits of their labor yeah, yeah. and saying, yeah, I got kids, but you mm -hmm. know, we're, I'm growing up now. I got a bag. Mm -hmm. I want to go enjoy myself. And mm -hmm. your kids sort of get left in the background. Like, you know, yeah, you know, here's some money for school. Yeah. You're good? Mm -hmm. All right. And I'm out there trying to like, because cause all the friends I came up with that were poor, yeah. were on top now. And I, f I, I fell into that trap around the six or seven year of marriage where like I was doing all this extracurricular activity. You know what I'm saying? Joining different clubs, sitting on different boards. And I'm like, why am I doing all this stuff? Yeah. I'm volunteering my time to all this stuff. And I should be taking care of my family. And mm -hmm. that's when I started to like get stop volunteering for stuff. Just said, no, I'm not I'm doing I'm not doing, you know, any public speaking no more. I'm not doing any this no more. Even now I'm like, you know what, I might even revoke or cut down on my gym time. Mm -hmm. Just to be home with my youths. Mm -hmm. Just to, even if it's just me and my son at home playing Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be doing that. Than mm. outside doing because there's a lot of stuff you could do in the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying? There's a lot of extracurricular stuff. And I find that, and even in church, like, yes, I'm gonna ride on the church a little bit. Some people just get so caught up in ministry and their families at home. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you forget doing, about their family. Suffering. Yeah, you're doing like Suffering. 10 ministries mm -hmm. for the Lord and you're you don't know where your kid is at. Mm. You know, and it's like, yeah, put down ministry, mm -hmm. right? Don't make ministry finesse you. Into finesse you out of handling your business with yeah. your family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put you know what I'm saying? Do your ministry, yeah. put on the ministry and go home and spend time with your family. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's no business for you to be doing like 80 mm. hours mm. of ministry and your youth out there and tell the truth that God loves. Mm. How many Christian kids or Christian girls are, are doing the worst? Mm. <laughs> 
Because their parents are doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I've been in the church, fam. The preacher kid might be the worst. Yo, I, have some, <laughs> I, have some, I have some cousins who, like, they're not down with the church thing. But we used to go to church camps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we were even surprised of what we yeah. were getting away with with some of these girls yeah. who were, quote, unquote, church girls. Because their parents, and these and par- I mean, parents who were on church boards. Mm-hmm. Parents who were preachers. Bro. Mm. Like, I know preachers, kids who clap up mans. Mm. You feel me? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no, I'm 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 not yeah, I'm not lying to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know some girls who like, you know, whose mom, whose mom's was choir director. Yeah. But their daughters were directing something else. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh. No, I'm going to keep it a buck for you, my brother. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck for you. Fitty. So you could say you're doing ministry and you're serving the Lord, yeah. but that ministry could be a distraction from mm. the enemy to not take care of. Home is first in my eyes. For sure. Mm. I don't care. Home is first. For sure. Right? Because mm-hmm. there's no way in the Bible God's going to give me a family and not give me the means to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So don't use ministry as an excuse. To neglect your family. That's all yeah, I'm saying because yeah, I've seen too yeah. much of it. And that's why so many of our Christian kids are falling off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because home isn't protected. But mm. the church is running though. Mm-hmm. What kind of sense is that? That make? makes no sense. And just At to all. add to the question, why is it like that with these fathers? Um, let's be honest. We all come from um, a, an immigration family, right? Yeah, that immigrated yeah, yeah. to Canada, right? A lot of them live back home. A lot of them didn't even have their fathers in their lives, right? right? Or if they sure. did, their fathers had three, four different wives mm-hmm. with mm. tons of children, right? Mm. So to piggyback again off of Enoch, the spiritual walk, right? Mm-hmm. If their father had the spiritual walk and that spiritual discipline to show them that, hey, this is how we lead our family, yeah. right? This is how we protect our family. This is how we pray for our family. I guarantee you our father's relationships with us or our father's walk um, in this world would be probably different. Mm. The I outcome think, would yeah. be different. I think the heart of that is the, is the investment aspect. Yes. Right, like you... If, let's look at Jesus and his disciples, right? Yeah. Yes, they were given this commission to go out into the world to preach the gospel. Yeah. But what they remember or some of how scripture comes out and how they perceive it is how they, re, they how Jesus invested in them, mm-hmm. right? They remember their, their Lord. They remember the words that he said. They remember the things he did. He was investing. He was pouring into them. He was not mm-hmm. just saying, I'm here to do my ministry and go. Oh, no, he was. Right? He's preparing these guys. Preparing He's investing them, in these yep. guys. And these are the men that have now turned the world upside down. The Bible says that. These men have turned the world upside down because they were because of Jesus' investment in them. And I think a lot of kids will remember the investment of their fathers, mm. right? They, they really do remember that stuff. Mm. I remember when dad did this. I remember, yes, he didn't have the, all the money. He didn't have all this. But I remember the time he spent with me. I remember the time we used to walk together and talk about this. Or I told him something very challenging. And the way he approached it, I'll never forget that. Mm. That, that comes from a, years, a Christian um, type of, I guess, manhood. Yep. You know what I mean? Being not just saying, okay, this is I'm trying to get the result. I'm trying to get to here. I'm trying to raise you so you can go your way. But it's about this investment that I'm pouring into you. Because children remember the kindness of their father. They remember the the experiences and the the characteristics of their father more than all the things that he does for them. Right? So it's we gotta keep monkey that into see, account. Monkey do. They watch Absolutely. everything, everything. Yeah. you everything. do. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised, man, like what a child will repeat. And you're like yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to be careful, man. The little things. That's what, and I'll tell fathers too. I'm not a father, but 
even like to the music you listen to or the people you hang around or you think I'm just smoking uh, smoking a bowl, <laughs> or smoking weed and that's going right. to be fine. They're not going to see. But they're seeing everything and then they're going to be using that language or, or doing the stuff you're doing right. in the future, right? But I just want to say something quick. Do you guys think you guys have broken generational curses <laughs> or on the... on? You know, you know, I think I track th- to. I th- I'll say it. I'll say it like this. Yeah. If if those things are at play, yeah, the best way to break them mm-hmm. is to be biblical. Mm. You'll never lose out by being biblical. biblical. You'll never lose out by being faithful to the yeah. things that Christ has called you. Yes, you see this image of broken families in your family in your history, mm-hmm. but the way to deter that is to follow into the in the ways of Scripture, follow in the ways of the Lord. You will not go wrong doing that mm-hmm. you'll always be on the yes narrow path but on the right path mm-hmm. so if we're looking for a breaking of generational curses in that sense it begins with being biblical and applying biblical principles yeah i'll ping you back on that for sure because what happened is the thing is my grandparents had like a long marriage mm-hmm. they stayed how long long <laughs> like, <laughs> like they've been married so long that i don't remember them oh, i don't even wow. remember them being like they're, single i think i think of them as one person it should be like that seriously should be like all the time i knew That's my amazing. grandfather and my grandmother they were just always within arm's length of each other mm. but then when i look at their grandkids which are my uncles and my aunts my father it's like different ones picked and choose to serve the lord and ones didn't mm. and mm. the ones that serve god still have their marriage to this day and mm-hmm. the ones that didn't have like fractured relationships and stuff. Not that these are bad people. All of them became productive and working people, but different. But the ones who serve the Lord have their a house in one order mm. and one mm-hmm. wife, like you know, on some mm-hmm. Noah tip, right? Mm-hmm. It's like no one is doing something. But the thing is, when it trickled down to my generation now, it was like it's like each generation is given a choice. Yeah. Like, do you want to run with it or do you want to like make your own decision? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really see it as a generational curse, but a generational choice. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, um, it's sad because a lot of black people can't trace their whole lineage. I can't, you know. But you see, when you see the the, the, the Queen of England, they could mm. go back years, ten generations, and say, you know, he was he was a warrior and he was a this. And you even yeah. see it in the Bible, in the Book of Kings, where it say this is the mm-hmm. this king the was like this, yeah. and yeah. this king served the Lord, but this king wasn't serving the Lord. Yeah. And you see the the trend. Each generation, you could pick and choose, mm-hmm. right? Some great kings came from unrighteous kings and some unrighteous king came from great kings yeah. so I think it's up to each generation to make a choice mm. like do you want to serve God and receive the blessing or do you want to serve yourself that's right and it, it's proven in the Bible that if you're not serving the Lord, Lord your, your your life is going to demise right it's yeah. going to fall down mm-hmm. Facts. and he will take everything away just mm-hmm. as he gave it to you he could take it away right mm-hmm. so and also, um, to add to um, the whole generational aspect of it, um, I feel that, I believe that the fact that us doing this right now, we're being obedient to God, right? Yeah, I hope so. The enemy doesn't like this stuff. Mm-hmm. No. The enemy doesn't like marriage. For sure. The enemy doesn't like uh, you practicing uh, abstinence before mm-hmm. marriage, right? The enemy doesn't like that, right? What the enemy does is that when he sees something good, Forms attacks on our right, lives, right. forms attacks on our marriage, mm-hmm. forms attacks on our children. They'll find ways to attack. Even though we've broken that curse, we've been obedient because we've broken that curse, mm-hmm. the enemy will still try to attack, right? And God will say, you know what? I trust my children. They'll mm-hmm. overcome. They go back to the word. They apply the principle that I gave mm-hmm. them, the book of life, the instruction. Yep. It, would, it would, you know, hold up, uh, hold up. continue. Hold up. 
All right, yeah. So, based on the fathers and since yeah, we're talking about relationship. This whole episode is about relationship. Who filled that void for you guys? And for the father, mm. and I can just add a little thing. But I feel like for me, um, the church leaders helped the older ones too, mm. right? Those I think there were missions. I don't know what but people like John or, right, right, right. or Trevor or, or Pastor Ian or and and they came at different times in my life as right. well. Or even my brother. My brother my brother played a um a father role, mm-hmm. right? Um, which was well needed. But I feel like a lot of people played that role whereas when I got older, I didn't really feel the like the hurt that I should have felt. From my father being mm-hmm. missing, because I always got it through someone else, you know. Right, I didn't right. really like, you know. But as I got older, the hurt of what he did kind of set in some more. But it wasn't as strong mm-hmm. because I had those people in my life, you know. So, yeah, who was who filled the void for you guys? For me, it's a series of people, man. Like so many different people. And if you have someone life. special, like men- Pastor Ian, and I could say he's like a big, big role model in my life um mm-hmm. it's funny as i get older i talk to him less but i used to call him every hour every minute when i'm struggling through mm-hmm. some um when i'm going through some or you know just i could be myself with him mm-hmm. right and he would you know advise me accordingly right my uncles later came in my life they also um schooled me um i wish it was i wish it was more of the biblical standpoint but they had more of education, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the traditional education or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a series of people, man. Like a lot of the youth uh, leaders, um, basketball filled a lot of mm-hmm. void. For sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of Good void. Point. Right? I thought I was going to the league, man. So like, <laughs> I was so hung on that, like, I need to focus on this. Go to the right. Oh, sorry, high what age did did it where it sat in? Where like, yeah, I ain't going to the leagues. I think uh, grade eleven. Oh wow, that's that's pretty good. Grade eleven, because I went from like the tallest kid in grade seven to like the shortest <laughs> in grade nine. What a shift, <laughs> right? And I never grew since then. And then grade nine, I was one of the best, right? I'm not gonna lie. Grade ten, I was still considered good. Grade 11 is when it was a different ball game, mm-hmm. like recruits and mm-hmm. everything, right? So, um, and I went to a top school in Toronto, right? So, um, yeah, that was a big void. Um, that, that was filling a big vo- void in my life. Um, and then what else would I could say? Um, and just trying to be successful, like mm-hmm. um, not trying to be, a, a st- I can't even pronounce this word. A statistic. A, a statistic. <laughs> um, so like a tongue twister for me. Not trying to be that. Um, you know, growing up in an inner city neighborhood, right? It's so easy to have that attachment. I have a lot of friends that passed away. A lot. That didn't make it to see 20, 21, mm-hmm. 25, 30, right? So I told myself, that path didn't work. I can't take that mm-hmm. path, right? So just having that in the back of my mind that this is not what... I, my life is called to be, I got to be successful, right? Whether it's going to school, whether it's getting a job, whether it's providing for my family, right? So um, all those little things shape me to who I am today, right? And circle of life, it brought it back to God, right? Like I realized even though I was chasing success, chasing ambition, I still fell on my face, right? Um, 
I still, God humbled me in a nice way. <laughs> nice, nice way, right? Um, I'm not proud of it, right? But at least I'm here now, and I'm, I'm so thankful that he's given me another chance. Um, salvation is so awesome. The fact that God is knocking. He's knocking on that door. He's saying, hello, Enoch. I'm here. Just whenever you're ready, I'm here, mm -hmm. right? And so many times we ignore him. Mm -hmm. We're so distracted by mm -hmm. what the yeah. world is putting in our eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that he was still there for me. And it's like a good father, right? You're never going to give up on your child, no matter what. This mm -hmm. way you and your child will kick off. Your child will go to the bin. You'll still never give up on your, your, your child. And that's what I love about God. Like, he never gave up on me, right? So... Yeah, mm. I know I blab blabbed off no, too much, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, for me, okay, so I know my father; he was there, so he he contributed the biggest, I would say, in my life in terms of just you know his character. Like I always remember my father waking up in the morning, going to work. Mm -hmm. My father was a working man. Yes. Mm. I never watched my father beg for nothing. I never watched my father. Um, you know, try to um, cut corners through life. Mm -hmm. He was a always legitimate working man. He mm -hmm. was a man of income. Mm -hmm. um, my dad, you know, he, we had like wall-to-wall -wall mm -hmm. Encyclopedia Britannica collection. And I used to just open it and just like look at the pictures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's like, you're not watching, like you're not watching no Rescue Rangers or no Darkwing mm -hmm. Duck. You're watching <laughs> TLC and you're going to yeah. watch the animals chase each other. And, you know, he, so my father whet my appetite to learning. Yeah. My biology, yeah, he loved to like, everything was about book and yeah. learn. And, you know, so he got me, my educational side comes from my dad for sure. My appetite just to learn and understand mm. things. Um, but as the years went on, my uncles, when I went back to Jamaica, they put a big, big imprint on. Those guys put me to work. Mm. I wasn't allowed to slack. I wasn't allowed to sleep in. You will work, bro. And I hated it because I was like mm. a little lazy fat kid. <laughs> you know, we used to like run off to the bush, try to get some sugar cane, some fruit. I used to dodge work. sugar cane. Yeah, I hated work. I hated work. <laughs> but now, you know, but now work is all I know. So my uncles, you know, they showed me marriage. They showed me how to raise kids. They showed me how to do for self. You know, they said things like, "If you don't have it, learn to do without." And I think that's that's important too. Mm -hmm. Like them um, putting you through that ringer of hard work, so it's not a shock to you when you're older. Exactly. Whereas some people are spoon fed. And then it's a shock to them, like, oh my God, like I don't want to continue this job. Like I'm tired. I see all the time on the job kids that don't have no work ethic. Oh, if you don't have a work ethic, you're gonna starve. Mm -hmm. You know, no and I and I in my same thing, like my oldest son Malachi, like he he does everybody's laundry. Mm, like, wicked. I, I I instill like work wicked, ethic wicked. is is like key. No like, like if I raise a lazy child, I'll take that very personally. Mm. Mm. Like I like I take that very like that's insulting in your parenting. Yes, I take <laughs> yeah I take offense to that. Like yeah. you will work, mm. you will not be a lazy child because your work ethic is your is gonna keep you alive basically, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So that's one, and then it broke down into ministry where um, I had pastors, um, my pastor back home. Um, Reverend B.V. Dunn, Reverend Dunn, mm -hmm. right? Used to preach to me every Sunday. Um, then when I came back to Canada, it was Jermaine Jackson. Big up to Jermaine Jackson. Follow my Instagram. <laughs> he was a youth pastor out in Scarborough. I used mm -hmm. to go to the Toronto Church of God. 
and we were knuckleheads in church yeah, and we yeah. didn't pay attention and he used to he used to protect us from the other church members mm. like what are these black kids doing in church they don't even wear no dress shirt no dress clothes to church and Jermaine used to protect us bring us back to his house sleep on his couch Wow. Break down the Bible for us. Talk end time prophecy. Mm-hmm. We don't even know about. We just in, we, you know, end times. End time. Pro- okay. You know, just anything. And and he would just be there. You know, and I'm like, why is this guy so happy? You know, and he, I think he lost his job at that church protecting us. You know, mm. and at the time I was a selfish kid because I didn't care. I just went off into the world mm. and just was just chasing girls. Then flip side, when I got a little older now, first gener well first generation for you guys youth. Mm. Right, I was there when Pastor Olu just started. Mm. Right, and Pastor Olu put a lot of work in. Oh yeah, I remember. Don't those get it days. twisted, because I was there with the man them when Pastor Olu, mm-hmm. like gunman them were there in youth, yeah, yeah, yeah. in youth yep. group. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and Pastor Olu was playing his guitar yeah. and preaching and dealing with enough stress. Right, so a lot of we'll people get nuggets don't, after. Yeah, and get nuggets <laughs> after. And, no, him and his wife and and and, and yeah. will be there, and they're so. And these kids were very disrespectful. And very ungrateful. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Olu, so when he elevated to um, head pastor, anyone that's criticizing him, they don't know what they're talking about because the man mm-hmm. put in mad work and he put up with a lot of a lot of a lot of foolishness mm-hmm. from the community. You feel me? And I hope the city of Toronto gives him something because he put a lot into that community. So mm. Pastor Olu was the one that talk to talks, Mikey. No, <laughs> talk to talk. Right, no, right. I've, been, I've been through it because yeah, I've been yeah, through yeah. it. I you feel know? you. And then later on, you know, Trevor and Ian and them came after, but I was serving with them mm. and serving your generation, you know, but basically they created a haven because I told you in Driftwood, a lot of men got killed over the years, but a lot more would have been killed if that youth program wasn't running. 100%. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. I say that A lot too. of kids died over the years. I saw enough, I know enough men finally got, got slaughtered, got killed, but enough more would have died if that program didn't run. And at the time I was a younger Christian and I wasn't really, I was very critical and I was like, yo, it should be running this way. Mm-hmm. But as I grew up and I look back, I'm like, you know what? I should have shut up mm-hmm. because the man were putting in real work, right? And they're doing a parenting of a lot of whatless parents in the mm-hmm. neighborhood mm-hmm. who wouldn't even take time out to take care of their youths. Right. Talk he, to things. Yeah, so here's this man putting in work now and, and saved enough kids' lives, you know? And hopefully that, that, that ground that he broke in those youth, right, will, 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 will resonate today. So it was, and so after, uh, so after, you know, Pastor, Pastor Ulu was one of my father figures. And then, you know, I ran with it and, and served while some of you guys were mm-hmm. in youth, right? And then when I moved on, um, other father figures were just like, um, you know, I had, to, I had to go back and like read, like Benjamin Franklin's a father figure for me. I know it sounds corny, <laughs> but I had to read like old, old old men who achieved something in the world study right. you know i study read ben carson's book read a lot of that's brian a good Tra- book. yeah i read just that's different and just book. just took things from accomplished black men and mm-hmm. accomplishment and sort of i i asked my 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 character is like a quilt mm. it's like a, a mishmash mm-hmm. of different people mm-hmm. right that made me you mm-hmm. know so it's a hybrid mm-hmm. and you know tupac is a, is one of my father figures mm-hmm. too right and kobe bryant all is too yeah because all those people <laughs> I was there listening to Pac's album in Driftwood by myself. I had mm. nobody new. And that music used to like soothe me. And I'm like, why is this guy rapping about stuff I'm thinking about? That yeah. doesn't make no sense. But it, but was it the best source to get guidance from? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's all I had, yeah. right? So it made, so my character became this quilt. But for my children, I don't want that. I want, mm. him, I want it to come from one source, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And if people want to add to that, that's fine. 
but I don't. But I had to mishmash my character from a collection of people, mm. right? Who I never appreciated at the time because mm-hmm. I was too young and selfish. Yeah. But we didn't know better. Damn. We didn't know better. We didn't Get know better. Gospel. <laughs> we didn't know better. We yeah. didn't know better. We did not yeah. know better. Yeah. We, we did not better. know better, for sure. I don't but, know how I'm gonna follow that. I don't up. know how. <laughs> Damn. Real talk. Um, I, I think. I think, yeah, you kind of summed it up well. Like, I had father figures that were a mishmash. So mm-hmm. I took different things from them, right? Um, I think my natural, especially when I became a Christian, my natural bent was towards, like, the Bible. So people that were always kind of emphasizing that, I kind of gravitated to more. Um, like Pastor Dino, Pastor Dino, who served at our church mm-hmm. for quite Ooh. some time. I yeah, remember, he's a big influence. For real. And Forgot I, about Pastor, Pastor Dino. <laughs> for real. And I remember um, just how he was emphasizing just the word of God, mm. continually preaching it, continually being fervent and talking about it. Um, I remember sitting in the back <laughs> and just Sunday after Sunday, just being uh, teary-eyed, mm. right? Just being emotional and being having a desire to kind of do, right? Continue my walk as a Christian, continue being persistent because how the word was preached, and I'm not trying to point it to a man, but I'm saying um, his desire for Christ, it came out through what he was saying. And it had a significant impact on me. Um, so I remember Sundays continually where I'm just teary-eyed. And mm. I'm just like, yo, I need to grow. I want to grow in this way. I need to do this. I need to, And it's, it's building me. Um, and <laughs> funny enough, and he, I, 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 I'll, say, I'll say also Tutu, right? I, we talked about how you don't forget the investments someone makes in you. And Tutu was the... He's, he's like Dino, like he's the Bible guy, but Tutu's the Bible guy that's like the crazy man on the street. Bro, let me say something. Like you, like, let me, let me, yeah. let me, uh, like, yeah. like, you know what it is, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and you're, yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what, and you're just like, okay, but Tutu, he le- he loves the word so much yeah. that it just, it really just spills out, uh-huh. and it's in everything he's talking about. Oh, yeah, this, 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 yeah. You see, you have to take in the NBA like this. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. Yo, just like, <laughs> and, 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 you're, and you're, you're like, okay, yeah, for real. And you're not, you're not, it's not, it's not something that's like, yo, just Tutu, shut up. It's like, you, you're listening. My, my gosh. Yes. Like, you're. When he speaks. He, he's just, and then it got to a point where he's running Friday night Bible study mm. consistently. Doesn't care. We're here. If you're about it, you're about it. You're sitting here. You're, you're with it. Let me say and, something. Sorry. Let me say something. To this day, it hurts me <laughs> that I did not take Bible study a little bit more serious. I hear you. Because hear from you. what I've been there, I still remember. That's what I'm I, saying. I still remember him telling me, oh, I threw out my music when yep, it was time. Yep, and I, yep. Those little things, I, I'm just looking back. And I'm like, oh, yep. my God. All these Bible studies are not like the ones we had. Bro. Absolutely. That's how I'm I feel about Pastor Dino, man. No, no doubt. Like, I no wish doubt. my spiritual life was on fire when <laughs> like i now that he's gone like i appreciate him more for like, sure damn. Exactly. for sure and exactly. it, he's still being he's wherever he is now he's yeah. still doing the same things he's doing yep. mm-hmm. nothing yep. has really changed yep. <laughs> because still, still when, same when the formula takes root in you or it yep. really impacts you you you're a different person yeah right so but, sorry but let me get back no, to no, no, let me get back continue, to tutu um give him his flowers he, I, ha- I have to give because him his flowers that there are a few people that are emphasizing the word of God because it goes back, it'll go back to my main point. But Tutu would be up Friday, Friday nights with us, deep in the night, mm-hmm. talking the word. Every sure. and he's like, it got to a point where he's like, Yo, I'm done, I'm not doing this no more. You guys are gonna teach, Shout and we all had to force ourselves, <laughs> we all had to force ourselves <laughs> to go through Matthew, go through different parts <laughs> of the gospel, start leading it, start talking about it. And how, how does that happen if someone doesn't put our feet to the fire? To, to do be. that. Yeah. So now I feel many of us that have were exposed to that mm-hmm. are kind of competent 
if we ever were to do something like that mm -hmm. for younger people or um, in the future, we have a basis on how to run it. Because he said, yo, I'm not just going to sit here and just let you, and pretend like you guys are taking something in. No, show me you guys are taking it in. Show me how you're applying the word. Show me how you're talking about it. And he threw us to the fire to do it. So we don't get that if someone's not uh, just pushing us to see, see us grow. Mm. He's um, investing. And I, I, so going, I'm talking about the word first, but yeah. I'm getting bits and pieces from everyone. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Pastor Trevor, his patience, just being being able to be understanding. I got to Trevor. Those pieces, taking Absol the pieces. Absolutely. And, and, and Pastor Patience you. said, I'm sure. admired it, bro. Sometimes <laughs> sure. I'm upset in the church and he's just, yeah, it's okay. Simon. Absolutely. He's, very soon. He's very yeah. even keel. <laughs> and you have Pastor Olu, who's the organizer, who's very pragmatic, who's very practical. Yeah. Looking at things, looking how to put things together, looking how to strategize. He's you get those things from those people, um, but ultimately it comes from from God, mm. right? Yeah. I think that's the the main thing because from eleven to fifteen, when I became a Christian, um, it sounds corny, but I was looking for my identity, mm. right? You're yeah. looking to be validated. That's that's one significant thing as a man that every son needs from their father: that affirmation, that validation. You're doing great. Mm. You're doing great. You're on the right path. Mm. You're ahead. This man, Tutu, I would I call Tutu to this day. I'm 26. Mm. And Tutu tells me, Enoch, you're on the right path. Mm. Like, just this, that's encouraging, right? However you, you take it, it's very encouraging because it's like, yo, you're getting affirmation from someone who's been there before and is also trying to walk the right path. Mm -hmm. And it encourages you to keep walking because you're going to get to that point one day and maybe you have to say that to someone else in the future. Mm. Um, so you're picking these different things from other people, but essentially it comes from God mm. because I was looking for that validation. And I feel like when I became a Christian, God literally took me by the hand and started teaching me. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, this, a spiritual being I'm saying through the word, right? I, I was that person that was inclined to like read the word and to, to understand and to learn more about it. So through that, God's saying, this is how you go about this. This is how you yeah. approach this. No, we're if we're taking it from a biblical perspective, this is what it is. And I'm kind of taking these steps and I'm making mistakes still, mm -hmm. right? I have these figures along the way, but essentially God's holding me by the hand, taking me. I'm learning my mistakes. I'm learning why I fell short, but also I'm growing from these things. And I'm just continuing to look to the word and I continue to just build and mature. Um, so I have to give ultimately God credit for that and the word credit for that. Because if, I don't, if, I didn't, if God didn't give me that desire to kind of lean on that, um, the certain things that I, I do now, because of that, I wouldn't be able to do. Mm. Um, even how I approach my relationship. Yeah. I said, yo, I am dating to marry. Mm. It is just that simple. Mm. To the point that, and my girlfriend knows this, right? When we were uh, working together, I sat her down and I said, do you, can you see me as being the husband of your children? Mm. I was 17. Mm. Whoa. I was 17 when I said that. But that's how we want to build it. You know? But, no, but, but, that, but, that, but that came from just having a kingdom perspective, having the right perspective yeah. biblically. And um, I had the, I guess, the, the maturity to do that mm. because I wasn't looking for uh, dating in the sense of how the world does it, right? Looking to this and I said, yo, you know what? I just want, I want the one and done, right? And done. Um, I want to have this companion that I grow with through the years and it flourishes into a marriage and it just continues to go from there because um, it, I just felt it was something that, that was good. From what I've seen in scripture, it was just something that was desirable. Um, I know I'm talking a lot, but... No, uh, I mean, tell you the truth, bro. Too. Tell you the truth. Point being, point being is yeah. um, it was really and truly God that kind of taught me how to be a man. Yeah. I want to say this quickly. Like, first of all, I appreciate, you know, your, your kind words, Enoch, you know. 
No doubt. And, and all the men, because at the end of the day, all you guys are in my prayers. And, you know, we just want to see you guys be good. Like, we don't want none out of it. Because mm. being around godly people, there's nothing else more fun in the world. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? That's I want to be around godly people. Mm. Right? But the thing is, like, over the years, I've realized that, you know, there's these windows that you get in life where some people are going to come into your life for a certain period of time. And you got to know. You gotta know, like, hey, I gotta take advantage of this moment. Yeah, this moment may not be here forever. Yeah, right. Whether that person passes away or they move on, or you just transition, right? And you always, you should always know that, mm. you know, because you never know when it, it's gonna end. Whether it's COVID, whether whatever. Mm. So sometimes we always say, oh, that's so and so. They're gonna be over there forever, or you know, this pastor is gonna be preaching here forever. Right. So I'm gonna take my foot off the gas, and then mm. one day, you know, it ends. The run's yeah. done. And what have you done? You know, I, I don't know if Jesus' disciples were like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's he, gone. Multiplying so. the bread. Yeah. And then one day yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Now they have to recall everything he said, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, and there's time where like, I tell you the, the days I wish I had back was before I got married, when I used to lock myself in my room and just read my Bible for hours mm-hmm. and I had no responsibility. Mm-hmm. All I used to do was go to my local golf course job, come home and read the Bible and watch commentary videos and just read the Bible and I had no worries. Now I can't do that. Cause it's, can, cause, you, can you elaborate how important that is? Oh, that's, that's, lock in and- that's everything. Mm. When I just got saved, man, I, I devoured the Bible. I was reading books that I didn't even have no business, like books that I thought were boring made the, <laughs> made the perfect sense to me. Right. And that was before- um, Social media times, I guess, right? Yes, I think um, the only thing that was out was uh, MySpace. MySpace, but it wasn't even. But you weren't on it like that. Yeah, you just went yeah, out like yeah, twice yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, you don't totally weren't distracted. No distractions, yeah. and it was just like you had time alone with God. You could like, you know, write down notes and cross-reference stuff and make mistakes and interpret stuff wrong and you know have the scriptures straighten you out and like oh my gosh i thought that yeah. and, then could, and just to have that time to just to refine and now i can't because it's like i have to wake up early now to mm. have time alone with god yeah me too because as soon as seven o'clock hits the kids come downstairs mm-hmm. and it's like daddy we need stuff yeah. <laughs> you know and i don't get that anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. there's be time where i could be by myself for a week mm. i can't do it by myself for mm. a week mm-hmm. That's not happening no more. Where they do that at? Yeah, where they do that at? <laughs> yeah. So take advantage of, of of these windows that you have in life. Yeah, you know what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, you're taking in doctrine, but you're 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 applying it in a different form, right? Mm. So you don't have those moments to be alone for hours and hours and hours. But now you have to apply what you've taken for hours and hours and hours, mm. right? You're yeah. still exercising sound doctrine, but just in a different way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But the time isn't there no more to be like, hey, I'm going to do a line by line study of Habakkuk right, and right. just Habakkuk. take my time. Oh, it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, you got to so like. It's, it's important to enjoy your singleness and really. Yeah, like, like what's the dive, rush? Dive into it. You know, I'm not saying people shouldn't get married, but yeah. what's the rush? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Develop yourself as a man, yeah. strengthen yourself mm-hmm. yeah. so you know who you are, yeah. right? Because I got lucky with my wife. I got blessed, sorry, right? Mm. My wife was. Like she loved me and she supports me, and I'm like, yes, I got lucky. I took a shot in the dark, and she was just the perfect person. She was a perfect person, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, you know, for you, for me, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, 
I never, I never like had this vetting process over where I'm like, I'm gonna vet you. I'm gonna see if you're, you're, you're a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm a, I had none of that. <laughs> I didn't do none of that, yeah. right? And God's like, yo, this, I'm gonna work it out for this clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't right? do it on his own. Yeah, but some mans don't get, don't have, don't get lucky, don't get fortunate enough to, 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 to take the Bible and mm-hmm. pick your spouse properly. Mm-hmm. You feel me? God, God bailed me out. He's like, just go over there and press that button and, and I'll take care of it because you don't know what you're doing. But imagine you could go in the word and actually say, fervent I, woman. Yeah, I, and I shouldn't be friends with those people because mm-hmm. here's what the Bible, the Bible says. says yeah. And those guys should, you know how much heartache I would have saved myself? Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. But I, I wasn't, do, but so as a man, know your word mm-hmm. so that your choices in life are easier. Yep. Mm. So your choices in life are easier. Yep. So you know when you're making a choice, you know for sure, for sure, right? Yeah. So right now, you know adultery's not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. So if I step out here and I see a fit thing, and she's like, yo, come back, you might play blah, 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 I know, I already know the choice, yeah. right? Because it's, it's obvious. Yeah. But there's more other choices in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. that you have to prepare yourself for, mm-hmm. you know, that you should use the single time to do. And how, how did your, your, you guys' spouses or girlfriend added to your your walk with Christ or like just making you better as a man. How has that helped you? Cause you know, you got to big up the girls. Like how nah, they, nah. <laughs> um, how they... I would say it's twofold. Mm-hmm. So one, it happened during my pursuit of my girlfriend. Um, she, initially she didn't like me at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I still wanted to build something with her. Um, so I continue to just continue to be her friend. Um, that even in rejection, I still, um, I wasn't hard-hearted towards mm-hmm. her, but I continued to try and um, ensure that whatever the experience, whatever experience we had, whether it was boyfriend or girlfriend or as friends, she left better mm-hmm. because of me mm-hmm. or because of how Christ is working in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the commitment I made to myself just internally uh, that, okay, you may, not lo- you may not like me, you may not have this relationship, but I hope that you can look back on the relationship we did have, the friendship that we did have and say, yo, I, I became better. As a result of that. And obviously, the certain things that you have to embody as a Christian, right? Your spouse is not perfect or your girl, my girlfriend's not perfect, right? There's aspects or moments of patience that I need to have or areas where I fell short, I was too short-tempered or I said this and it was, it was crass or th- things that expose my sin that, yeah. have, that either I have to internalize and, and refine in myself or things that she might call out. This is, how you're, this is how it is. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't see it that way. Or maybe I did see it that way, but I didn't want to address it. Right, she calls maybe hypocrisy out on me. Like there's, there, there's this kind of um, twofold refining within yourself and from her that you kind of have to embrace mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a rela- in a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. Because she's not, it's not like my girlfriend's settling for someone who's going to be lax and just not care. She wants a godly man. That's why she's in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think I think it began with with that, um, but also just keeping Christ in the picture. I think that was also part of it too with the pursuit. Like, I have to love like Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may not love me. You may not have this great affection for me, but I do for you. Kind of as we do with Christ, right? Christ mm-hmm. continues to love us. Our love mm-hmm. might wane. Our love is, is fickle. Circumstances might change the way we love Christ. Oh, Christ, you did this for me. Now I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ, you didn't do this for me. Now I'm not so high on you. I'm not so committed. But Christ remains steadfast and consistent mm-hmm. regardless. Right? Yes, you have sinned. Yes, you have fallen away. Yes, you may even be rebellious and just um, be a, conduct yourself like an enemy. 
towards me, but I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to be consistent in my, in my area and my approach to you. And I think that's how I try to embrace it at times that man, like I, I feel offended. I feel unloved. I don't feel like I'm valued, but I still care about you mm. um, because I want to be like Christ. I think that was a part of it. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I need you guys to give me some quick answers because my laptop's about to die. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, um, my wife keeps me accountable. Mm -hmm. So as a man, you can't really slack in terms of like, you know, you stay putting food on the table uh, as a working, you know, a working man. And you do you, you, you do stuff around the house, take care of your kids, whatnot. Um, from a biblical perspective, uh, my wife, she's divine counsel. The Bible says she's your help me, and I'm trying to figure it out. You know that every time I don't listen to my wife, I lose time or money. Mm. <laughs> I tried it, I like like bands, bro. Wow, I'm not lying to yeah, you. Yeah. It's like it's it's the same effect that when I when I never used to listen to my parents, mm. even though my parents weren't Christian. Just because I disobeyed them, God makes sure whatever I did, it didn't work out for me. And that's what my wife does. So my wife would be like, yo, you know what? We shouldn't really do that right now. And I'm like, well, yeah, but, but technically, because I'm technically like, no, technically, everything works out. Mm -hmm. It works out. <laughs> Bomb. Time, money, lost. Mm. Don't, 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 don't be friends with that guy. Yo, but he's cool. Went, made friends with him. Yeah. Yo, that guy's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. So I'm learning to listen to my wife. Mm. Right, so that's she, that she brings that to the table, and I trust her counsel. And if she says something, usually I have to like, oh, okay, and but he always works out for the better mm. when I listen to her. Like it's just something divine, mm. you know. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be quick. These guys summed it all up <laughs> for me. But um, before I was when I was pursuing my wife or my girlfriend at the time. Um, before she became my girlfriend, she didn't want to talk to me. She knew I was in the streets still. <laughs> I'm just, you know, this guy's not serious. He's just talking that talk. He he tried to talk to one of my friends. Well, like, you know, that 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 mentality with mm -hmm. women, right? So what drew, drew me to my, my wife-to-be at the time even more, I was going through some stuff where um, I just found out I had a child, um, whatnot, and... She, I seen God in my wife. Mm. I, in a sense where she told me pretty much, go fix that. Go make that work. She put her feelings to the side. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's, Damn. that's where your home is. That's where you should, you know, yeah. focus your attention at, right? And for her to be selfish like that, she could have easily said, yeah, screw them, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But the fact that she told me to work it out, like, the end of the day, like, you know, that's your child's mom. Work it out, work it out, right? I I grew more of a love for her even more. Mm -hmm. that's, the when fact that that's when you knew. That's she when, like, I realized that, you know what? Like, this girl's different, man. Yeah. And true, she right. keeps me accountable. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, right. like, we fight, and but she's coming from a good space. And mm -hmm. she's forced me to even communicate. I hate communicating. I don't like talking. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like, I like talking when it's something that I'm passionate about. Right, right, right. But like stuff I don't want to hear, I, I don't like talking, right? I get that. But she's forced that out of me where we have to talk at the mm -hmm. end of the day, right? We got to find to a, we got to come to a resolution out of this, right? So um, she's keep me even grounded, um, accountable. So much I could say about her. Without her, again, this whole process that the, the, the guy that I am today 
she's had a big part in it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for her, and that's why I see God in her, right? Because mm-hmm. she didn't give up on me. She put um, me before her, right? God put his love before mm-hmm. himself, right? He sent his only son to die, right? Who mm-hmm. Think about it. Would you send Malachi, right? Take you and Enoch, our homies right mm-hmm. now. Enoch keeps sinning, keeps disrespecting you. And you say, you know what? Let me send Malachi to go and die for Enoch's, um, you know, sins or the way he treats me. Mm. You know how powerful that is? Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Very powerful. That's crazy. <laughs> Very powerful. So for the fact that God did this for me and I see that in my wife, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm sold. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm sold. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Last thing. I'll be, I'll be doing a disservice if I didn't ask this. Um, can you guys give some words of advice to the young men out there? Quick words of advice, please. I'll, I'll give this a two to yeah. I, I'll go on and on. So I'll let you take quickly, your words of advice: the Bible always winning wins in the long run. Mm. Yeah. The world will win in the short run in the sense that you know they're gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, that book's outdated. It's archaic. It's the white man's religion." They'll make all sorts of excuses. But the only reason they hate the Bible because the Bible exposes their sin. Mm. So the Bible's gonna win in the long run. I have I everywhere I go, people are like, oh my gosh, you're married with kids? And it's a testament to how far this world has gone. Mm-hmm. Where they can't see a young black male as a married, stable mm-hmm. man. Can it's you a make shock. it's yeah. a shock? Yeah. O- older people than me, people my age, oh I thought you were. No, I'm married, I'm stable. Right? So first and foremost, the Bible always wins. You're not gonna win going going against the book. Mm. You're not gonna win. The book is undefeated. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's one. And the second and the first thing is don't let people talk you out of your marriage. Don't let people talk about uh, your relationship. You are ready, right? You are ready. You must, uh, you know, obviously take counsel, but you are ready to be married and do do what is right and God mm-hmm. will bless you. You know, his word is not going to come back to him void. He will bless you if you do it right. It's the first institution he made mm-hmm. <laughs> was marriage. First marriage. thing God said, right. hey, I'll, I'll make you marriage first. Mm-hmm. So all these people out in the world that are trying to redefine it or trying to fight against it, they're yeah. going against the image of what Christ and his church look like. Yeah. And he, you will pay for it. Yeah. You will pay for it. Enough men are paid child support because they went against the marriage. Enough men are sick and dying of AIDS right now because they didn't... Enough man went and tried to get with the next man, girl, and now look, you, they caught a murder charge or they're dead mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not gonna win going against the book. Mm-hmm. You right. will never win going against the book. Mm. Um, I think find the faithful. I'll mm. say that. A lot of times we were talking about just broken homes, bad marriages. You guys probably in your personal personal lives hear stories about he cheated on her, he, she cheated on him. And we kind of hear that, and that's part of just our culture or, or just our conversation. Um, but I think one thing we need to do in order to take steps to have better marriages, lean and find people that are thriving in their marriages. And they're not perfect, but they're thriving in their marriages. We look at people that are always just, oh, the broken relationships. We don't need to do that. Mm. One good thing to get us in a good space, people that are pursuing relationships rightly, go find them. Insulate, Go seek them out. Learn from yourself, them. Yeah. Insulate yourself in that community. Mm. Because it's like, you hear this and then it's like, oh, is that, is that going to be me? Yeah. Am I going to cheat on the woman at work? Am I going to... No, man. We have to stop doing that. We have to stop 
kind of cultivating that type of environment, incubating ourselves in that space and get out of that and say, nah, I'm looking towards people that are going to be faithful in their marriage because that's what I want. Where they are is where I want to be. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm not going to continue entertaining the talk about failed relationships and just men and women being horrible. None of that. Because there are men and women in relationships, in marriages that are doing it right. Mm. We need to stop buying into that lie that all around us is disaster. Mm. There are people that are doing it right. And they've succeeded in their marriages till death do us part. The, one of them has that and they were faithful. They were good in their marriages. So we need to kind of have that perspective and have that type of desire to seek those people out. We need to celebrate that more, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We need to celebrate that more. It's not right. But yeah, I'm going to end it real, real quick because I know this is going to die. But all these points these gentlemen just said, I wholeheartedly agree with it. Um, last but not least, find yourself in the word. Yeah. Find yourself in the word, man. If I could tell my younger self that, find yourself in the word. Mm-hmm. All of these things that are glam and gold and glitz will all pass but mm. the word will stay relevant till mm. this day it will stay relevant so find yourself in the word good words to live by well we can go on forever <laughs> but i appreciate you guys for real real talk like Probably. that was some deep i have to just give you guys a ball and get out of the way <laughs> you guys isolated the whole game but um People, you won't, this is not the last time you're seeing these guys. You'll see them in the near future, couple, I don't know, months. But um, I encourage all men to listen to this. Um, you heard what they said. Um, but yeah, that's all, folks. My signature. That's all, folks. Um, this is a juxtaposition podcast, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.